Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. And welcome to another outstanding mission of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ryan Kolick, and with me all the way from across the pond is the old standing in ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parsons. Or should I say Dr. Stephen Parsons? Why are you medically uh, happy St. David's Day? Happy Land of the Welsh, happy Red Dragon Day. It's our patron saint's birthday today, or some such rubbish. On a leap year, yeah. Well, it's March the first, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. It is March first, yeah. So, Damn, March the first is everybody dresses as dragons and they run through the streets, um, attacking maidens, mm. par- apparently. Yeah, the, uh, well, anyways. Yeah. So I'm just glad I'm English because our patron saint St. George is well known for slaying dragons. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we have a great show today. Uh, in the first half of the show, we have uh, Elmer, uh, who is a uh, psychic and has got an interesting background, too, which we'll talk about a little later. And also, um, a little later, we're going to talk about. Uh, something really strange uh, that I ran across. Uh, did you get the link I sent you? I did. It It would appear we've got all the X-Files for later. Yeah, so we do. So cool. uh, let's bring on our guest, uh, psychic uh, medium, Elmer Carey. Alma Carey, yes, I, that is me. How are you? Good, how are you? Hey, good, Alma. good. Yeah, what can I answer for you? What would you like to know that I can tell you? Do you know the obvious The obvious thing here is to say, well, you're psychic, you tell us. <laughs> oh, yes, you're so bad. But I'm not going to say that. Sorry, right. Alma. I, Alma's it was just, actually... It just had to... It was just one of those irresistible moments. Ignore him. <laughs> he's, he's rude like that. He is English, so I apologize for that. Uh, yeah, it's but okay. anyway. <laughs> But anyways, uh, Elmer's a friend of mine on Facebook, and uh, tonight, actually, I'm holding a red light seance, my annual, I mean, my monthly red light seance, a bit uh, VZ, and uh, she clicked on like it, and I've seen your name in the past, and so I clicked on your profile, and and I realized that you do seances as well, and you're also a psychic medium, and we had some other things in common, too, so I decided to be a guest, and I am so happy Mm -hmm. that you agreed. So how how okay. did you get involved involved with this? Could you say that one more time, please? How did you get involved uh, with what you do, your spiritual path? Oh, uh, basically, my mom and my auntie, you know, my grandmother, uh, the people on my mother's side were automatically, or shall I say, you know, naturally born to having interest in. Ghosts, paranormal phenomena, telepathy, perception, prediction. Uh, no, we're not gypsies. Um, just a natural interest. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got myself involved in it. Later we found out that um, 
not everybody considers this to be all that natural, but we considered it to be perfectly natural, you know? Right. Uh, it, now, in regards to, let's say, doing it professionally or putting myself out there as doing it, um, it just sort of developed naturally as well. Mm-hmm. Any questions now, on that? No, I mean, my, my thing is first, how did you, when did you first realize that you did have this ability? Well, I knew that uh, I found out um, <clears throat> when I was in my neighborhood, when I was a little child growing up in Manhattan, the island of Manhattan in New York City, um, I realized that I was a little bit different because when the other kids would talk about things that they were expecting to have happen, um, I would sort of see almost like a little perception, like a little movie. I would see it play out, and I'd say, well, that's not going to happen because this and this, or it may take longer for so-and-so to get in touch with you because of that. You know, I would see little like scenarios, little bits of information that would come in, and they would get very angry at me and say that I was inventing that, and then it would come to pass. Mm-hmm. So that was basically one way that I <clears throat> realized I was different from most of the kids. So mediums see spirit in, in different manners. You know, some are clear audience, some are clear uh Hmm. Well, the whole thing of it. I mean, what do you consider yourself? How do you see spirit? All spirit. Um, it, first of all, I see everything all the time. That may say, okay. that, how can I say it? That may sound odd, but it's simply a heightened awareness of everything. You know, some people uh, just have certain abilities, certain things that they are very sharp at, very good at. And these are some of the things that um, I do. Now, in different investigations that I've gone on, for example, my own and others, it's funny. Sometimes I'll go into an environment and say, gee, now I'm doing smells or odors or fragrances. You know, like that's the thing that comes through the strongest. Or sounds or visions or sensations or emotions or whatever. Uh, Sometimes they all come through at the same time. Uh, one way or another. It it sort of depends on the environment sometimes. Um, but in terms of what do I see, what do I perceive, I perceive all of it. Now, when you say spirit, um, I would take that to mean the life force energy that is persisting past and beyond uh, a corporal um, well, that's the, uh, location, that's the, correct? That's the that's the question is, is everybody's definition uh, is not always the same. So, right. you know, whatever you accept is your definition, then, you know, sure. that's your reality to you. Uh, yes. As Steve and I often say that we, we don't even know what a ghost is. Ghost hunting or paranormal investigating, uh, we, we can't prove that, you know, what a ghost really is. Well, you know, I mean... Uh, it's it's an incredible universe. It's an incredible place that we are all existing in, you know. Um, you know, when you get into science, which would be my other second love, which would, you know, just be pure science, right. it's incredible. The more you look into it, the more amazing that seems. So, you know, where do you draw the line between the supernatural and the naturally... <laughs> Naturally, super, I guess, you know. 
Um, what is a ghost? I would say that a ghost would be a man, a full, fully drawn together and intense manifestation, so that um, people with bodies still can perceive it. it. Would be a consciousness, you know, an intention, a communication. Um, it totally depends. Sometimes you perceive it. Uh, you know, a body, you perceive a personality to go with it, you perceive all of it. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the person that is manifesting themselves as a ghost or as a, as a full identifiable entity. Oh, um, but do you make a differentiation you know? then between, do you make a differentiation, uh, differentiation then between ghosts and, for example, the, the idea that some people have that uh, it's an event replaying in time or a recording that's playing back. Do you not refer to those as ghosts? I Well, I do refer to that as a ghostly manifestation. Where do we draw... I personally say, where do we actually really draw the line between a communication and intention and then, in a way, something that is more... Uh, uh, animated, you know, interacting, uh, you know, taking on the persona of the individual that lived there before. I'd like to know how, if we were able to measure it scientifically, I would like to know how the uh, recording of uh, an event measures as different than the recording of a identifiable personality. You That's know? a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you a know, very good question. What's, what's the difference? It's, it's almost like um, I would almost say any of us here now, you know, who have our personalities, some of us are more intent on thought, or some of us are more intent on um, getting something done physically. I don't know how to explain that exactly. It's just that each one of us has a different area where we have our attention. So imagine dropping the body. The body's no longer there, but you still have something you're trying to work out. Um, I, for, you know, for myself, I know that I've done astral projection without even intending to do so. So that read as a ghost to the person that saw me in their house, you know, many, many hundreds of miles away. That's a good you point. You know, they had actually. to call me up, make sure I was still alive somewhere else. <laughs> I said yes. There, there, there <laughs> actually been many, many, there actually been many, many cases of uh, people who are alive whose ghost mm -hmm. has been seen in other places. Uh, for instance, Stalin, uh, that was uh, that occurred with him. He was uh, still alive, but yet his. Mm -hmm. his body, his uh, person, was seen in other places in Moscow. Yes. Are you there? Yes. The, yes line, the, the line just dropped. I don't know if you're there. I think someone needs to call me back on this line. Somehow I lost the uh, line. Okay. okay. I think I'm going to hang up. Just call me right back. Okay. Oh, there you are. There you are. What happened there? Hello? No clue. Yes. Oh, I don't know what happened. The line just dropped. Okay, we we can hear you fine, uh, Alma. Oh, we really on. can. Okay, good. I don't know what happened. That's interesting that we were just talking about being seen in other places, 
and I draw and I didn't hear anything. That's that's strange because we heard you the whole time. So amazing. Okay, good. Well, maybe we had a little strange little manifestation occur in some way just now. No, it's just crappy skypes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if uh, first of all, you have an interesting background, which I mm-hmm. thought was. Uh, intriguing because uh, I have many friends that, that work in that field as well. And there are other uh-huh. parapsychologists, including Lloyd Arbach and uh, uh, uh-huh. Harry Price. Who And you are a member of the, the Magic Circle, or, or, or were a member of the Magic Circle, or, or, or are you still? Yes. Yes. So what brings you to magic it, yeah, what what intrigues you about it? Oh, it's uh, it was a kind of an offshoot of my general interest in being um, uh, an entertainer or um, a performing artist. I grew up in the arts. Uh, my mom was very interested in flamenco dancing and all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, then my stepfather was into painting and. I was surrounded by people that were into the fine arts, and that just grew out of that originally. And it just was one of those things that people wanted to see more of. You know, I acted here and there and painted this and that, you know. So that's what I did there. If you wanted to know anything about how does the concept of being a magician play into the, you know, the... um, performance of a seance or anything it's uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily exclusive of each other you know I love those other fellows that do uh, the uh, ghost hunters the uh, you know the I forgot their names immediately Jason and the, that other person I think Grant yeah uh, the, the Mario Party yeah so you know <laughs> if they do plumbing <laughs> how is that necessarily exclusive of having extrasensory perception you know to be able to see things and right. in my case it was the arts all the arts actually including science that I love very much so it was not exclusive um and occasionally people say can you do a séance do you do this i say depending on what you're looking for, you know. I have found that most people who say, oh, oh, we're having an event, you know, you come and do a party, and we know that you really do the real thing. I say, okay, you're having a party, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and they say, we have no expectations, we just want the real thing, and I have learned to say, I can give you the real thing at this block of time within it. You have to realize that possibly nothing may occur. I said, but leading into it and leading out of it, it's all going to be theater. And they go, no, no, no. I say, yes, yes, yes. No, no, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because they actually will say, but aren't there psychics or mediums that can actually manifest? I go, I've never personally met them, not the real McCoy, you know, not the real thing. Um but that's where you have an advantage where you, you've had the, the magic background. You understand mm-hmm. how illusion uh, can help uh, or illusion comes into effect at times. Um, mm-hmm. 
But there are physical mediums. Uh, you know, Arthur Finley, of course, college teaches uh, that is, is one of their many uh, courses they teach up there. And, and all through the years, mm-hmm. uh, it's since the beginning of the spiritual mediumship has played mm-hmm. an important part into the journey. Mm-hmm. I, I would not automatically deny it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I've ne- I have personally never yet met myself a medium who did anything personally or manifested anything personally, such as ectoplasm or anything like that, right. myself, that could not be clearly explained and discovered that they were doing some sort of uh, phenomena to go with it. Uh, right, that's the, that's the intriguing part. I, I, we are doing, uh, or I am doing, as part of my paranormal study group, out of mm-hmm. circles of wisdom, a a red light science uh, to try to understand what these physical mediumships do, and we we do this once a month. In fact, tonight we mm-hmm. we're having it, and mm-hmm. we do get some types, but but not the the uh, you know the, the the floating horns and all that other stuff. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. if if it's possible, that is what I hope to achieve and and be able to document it, which. At this point, other than table movement, we really haven't uh, been able to. Mm-hmm. And when you move the table, what was the? How heavy was the table? Where was the table? Who was uh, who was around the table? Was right. the table a wooden table on a wooden floor, slick wooden floor, or was it uh, another kind of a table? Shall we say on a carpet or? Or on some other surface? Were you indoors? Were you outdoors? Was right. You know, it's all around? documented. We, I mean, we videotape it and everything else. So that, yes, we we want to learn and understand about that. I mean, I've seen, uh, for instance, uh, regular table tipping. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when I was first introduced to it, you know, I was not totally impressed because it was a little three-legged, candle-legged table and mm-hmm. manipulated fairly easily. But uh, we attempted to do this on a paranormal investigation with people that had never done it before uh, mm-hmm. on a huge oak, ta- oak table, and we were able uh-huh. to jump uh, with everybody you know, who's never done it before, and really some people who weren't even interested in it. And uh, uh, so I, I think there is, but, you know, is that, spirit activity that causes that or is it some type of uh, psychokinesis uh, that uh, our minds are doing it, it, it's intriguing mm-hmm. how, would you, how would you go about telling the two apart as well I mean, in terms of you have a phenomena taking place how do you then decide whether it's spirit induced movement or whether it's psychokinetically induced movement Okay. That's the interesting thing. Uh, if it is your own show, I mean, in other words, if you if you yourself are drawing together people uh, to draw the spirits and to see if you can actually bring a, a, any type of uh, physical manifestation into it, you yourself will know what's there and what is not there. Each individual, it, for that matter, could be uh, patted down so that you know you take a look and see what they may have on their person. That's another thing. And then look around the room, wherever you are. That's one way. And 
you can have some control over it that way. You can take a look at that and see what you're doing. Um, another thing is to study the art of magic in the sense of paranormal, um, not paranormal, and in the sense of um, tricks, effects, you know. I was once asked to duplicate a particular seance that was given by someone who did a brilliant seance. And I knew or strongly sensed that it was not all on the up and up. But there was something about it that was, I mean, it, it was one of the best theatrical seances I have ever seen where this individual had uh, studied and become a master at using what presents itself in the moment to use. They were brilliant. And I don't know mm -hmm. if they know that I know them, and I know that they know me, and <laughs> I don't know if they're listening, but I thought they were absolutely brilliant. And um, I went and uh, did some research and worked with another person, and we pretty much duplicated it, you know. So it's just brilliant. You need to know your stuff. You need to know how effects are done. You need to know how hey, that's... to draw attention. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's intriguing, yeah, the, the mentalist aspect of it as well. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, we do a, a, a yearly uh kind of convention but it's it's much more than that a yearly event and uh, two mm -hmm. years ago it was it was spiritualism and ghost hunting and we i invited some of my uh, magician friends to come in and they uh, mm -hmm. purely magic purely magic and it, it was excellent uh it was extremely good mm -hmm. extremely in the air quotes, real uh, people if they did not know it was magic would have walked away and say wow that was that was freaky. Uh, you saw that, Steve, right? It was. It was absolutely freaky. Um, had me mm -hmm. completely convinced. Um, yeah. But if we can, can we just, because my area of speciality is, is paranormal investigations and ghosts, much sure. more so than, and I'm intrigued because obviously whilst Ron's been, you and Ron have been chatting, I've been looking through some of the stuff on your own website, which is excellent. Um, and I was drawn immediately to paranormal studies and investigations and very drawn to the picture uh, at the Armagosa Hotel. Um, and you, you've got the statement there, the white dots are actual spirits, these orbs are spirits. And that, that sort of intrigued me because you, you, it's a very definite statement. Um, and yeah. I wonder how can you be so, so definite when, when many uh, people have time, concluded I'll be, that they're dust? I'll be, perfect, I'll be perfectly honest. At that particular time, it was assumed very heavily that those were, that's what that was, you know? Um, and that was actually written on there specifically by my webmasters at the time. Uh -huh. And it was a matter of uh, me letting them do their thing and not be micromanaging everything. The concept of they're by... definitely spirits, you know, is one thing it, it, it could have been anything really you know oh. it just seems so to me, it shouldn't have know, been very... so very definite although it may have been at that particular time uh, by the way the Amargoza Opera House for what that's worth yep. uh, was awesome they showed if they showed anything they showed a, a sort of a 
watered down, weakened uh, one-tenth uh, of what was really going on in that environment. That place was hot. It was jumping for real. Unfortunately, awesome. the director at that particular time really wasn't, um, uh, I don't know, he just wasn't all that interested, so he should not have, ideally he, he would not have been the right person to use, and I don't really remember his name. But it was such a waste of a, of a wonderful opportunity. It was incredible you know, what was going on. So that's that's uh, that's what happened there. Anyway. Just out of curiosity, where is the Armagosa? Uh, it doesn't say... Uh, it's out in Death Valley Junction. We went there. I think it said population six or eight at the time. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> and we had I wasn't to work sure overnight, whether it was New York you know, or California. Because the days were, you know, you, you, there, was no, there was no way a human being survived the daytime, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, could, we had to be uh, working overnight. It, it was a nice group of people. I liked the uh, people that lived there. I liked the um, uh, the crew that went up to shoot it. I think they were, uh, you know, completely contributing to it. And um, and of course, they had a show to do. Uh, I I have personally noticed that when when there are these shows to do, there's a, there's the assumption to you know deliver the show rather than do the paranormal investigation. So um, I think if, if one is genuinely looking for signs of manifestation of consciousness, you know, and individuality in any way, after one no longer has a body, which we, we could call ghost, you know, at that point, um, you know, let it come through, you know, don't make it try to stand up and beg, you know, beg or walk on a tight wire or, or something, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't suit it. It's two different things. And actually when the real thing comes through, it's wilder than anything you can imagine that you could try to script, which is what I personally experienced when I've done these things before, you know, on site, Live. Well, I, you know. I hate to tell you this, Alma, but we're almost out of time. So if someone okay. wanted to get a hold of you, how could they reach you? And, and what, what is your website that they can uh, peruse? Oh, the website. So I have, I have my almacary.com, which is my regular um, average, I guess you say, uh, paranormal or psychic uh website you know that's uh-huh. where i do my personal stuff and then i have a totally separate website which is um magic and psychics.com all spelled normally mm-hmm. and that you see other things that i do for fun you know like right. uh, fortune telling and you know doing some seances you know theatrical seances and things like that that's probably the best way to get through to me and they can certainly just email me and that would be fun and that would be um alma carey and then the number seven at gmail.com and let me see and then facebook they can request and mention it would help if they mention that they heard about me via your show. That okay, would help. that's that's the music, which means we got to go. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. You're Alma. very welcome, and thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yep. You have a great day. You too. Yep. You've been listening, to Ghost Girls International, Steve Parson and Ron Cork, our special guest Alma Carey, and we'll be right back after the following messages. 
Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick from the New England Ghost Project. And I'm Gail Lax from Winslow Studio Yoga and Healing. And we'd like to invite you to a very special event that we're running March 18th through the 20th. At the historic Daniel Inn in Brunswick, Maine. This is a weekend retreat, Gail, right? It is. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be all about ghost hunting. And connecting with spirit. Ooh, that sounds fun. And we're going to try new things that have never been done before. And we'll be investigating one of the most historic houses in Brunswick. And your weekend will include some great workshops and energy, all of our paranormal investigations, some wonderful food, and a group mediumship reading as well. And a red light seance too, right? Yes. And you never know who will come through in a red light seance. You never know. <laughs> and uh, if people were interested in getting tickets for this, how could they do that, Gail? Oh, they can go to our website at www.winsoulstudio.com and go to our events page, and you can put your deposit down. And reserve your space for this amazing retreat. So don't delay on this rare opportunity to spend a weekend with Gail and me as we go in search Search of of spirit. spirit. And welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles, the next... No, I nearly said the next generation, didn't I? International... It's because we've got all X-Files. Our guest before the break was... Um, yes, yes, yes. Al McCoogan. Yes. I nearly said Al McCoogan then. I know. You're doing really well. You? You've been in the, the gym again, haven't Clairvoyant, you? Clairaudient and magician, Al McCary. You've been in the gym. Available at almacary.com. There you go. 
And uh, now we're going to go all X-Files with a place I actually know very well because I've been oh, cool. there. Well, well, I've been to this place. I've but, spent but, several but, days but, here. But, 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 but before we do, I want to give a shout out to our good friend, Myla Brooks, who's in the chat room. Myla is the host of Stir in the Cauldron on Pararex. So there you go. Hey, Myla, we love you. We've said that in the chat room. Yeah, I don't care. I want to say it okay. on the air. That's her free plug. So call, it, call, call her up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's get her on the show. No. All Moving right, right along. <clears throat> we, uh, I came across this. Uh, well, oh, it's kind of a long story because I was, uh, I was uh, contacted by this. Yeah, I want to know how you found this, this one. <laughs> youngest demonologist of the world mm-hmm. and uh and uh he has started this new site which is um say no to ouija boards uh, so uh, something like that and uh is this because you've just got a new ouija board oh i've got lots of haunted ouija boards yeah, I yeah just I know, but I, you've been shouting about your new cursed ouija board for the last yeah but chris it's sitting right there hi there chris ouija board that's why your audio was dropping out before then Probably. Am I still dropping out, by the way? No, you seem to have. You obviously contain the Ouija board now. Yeah, I, I used uh, Van Helsing Special. Uh. Just wipes out. Uh, anyways, so uh, we I started looking at it, and I came across this, the Gulf Breeze 6. Yeah, what were you th- cool, hey, you've been it? watching the X-Files this week or something. I know, doesn't it sound like it? The X-Files are all done. We've already finished them. Oh, okay. But speaking of the X Files, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. And since I'm going to go that way, since you brought it up, is I was watching season five, and I came across uh, about the beginning of the X Files, and they contacted this retired agent who was Davin McGavin, no, the Night Stalker. So Whoa. he was, a, yes. Whoa! On the original X Files, it was awesome. I missed it too when it, when it originally came around. So I mean, that was awesome. Never mind. No, it was it wasn't one of the new ones. It was an old one. Yeah, so you said series five. Yeah. So it is cool. Very cool. But I still I I still don't know why. Um, I mean, this is completely off the beam for us. Um, Gulf Breeze, blah, blah, blah. Um, military secrets. Wait a minute, would you say? Yeah. You, you think it's off the what? Off the, the breeze? Off the beam for us. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, Go on then, explain no, this to me. Because be. there's more. There's more. There would be. There has to be. There must be. <laughs> 1996 U.S. intelligence analysts from the 701 First Military Intelligence Brigade in Ochsborg, West Germany. Where you been? I take it. Uh, no, I've been to Gulf Breeze. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, basically, they deserted their post and they were captured in um, uh, this where in Florida, and they were to uh, kill the Antichrist. Yep. But, okay, but, so, what, listen, there's more. The, yeah, so, I, I'm rather frightened that there is. <laughs> what caught 
highly intelligent military offices. They go ALW, A-W-L-L, there you go, uh, with session. According to uh, Davis, who wrote this book about him, uh, the Ouija board uh, was done by these six soldiers and put them in touch with uh, someone who called herself and others, including uh, others who uh, were Zechariah or Zechariah from the Old Testament. I can't even say his name. Zechariah. Anyways, and Mark and Timothy of the New Testament and the Blessed Virgin Mary himself. And they recruited the six officers to go out and kill the Antichrist. So the origin, how this all originated was the Ouija board. So that's it. I mean, we've got this. Uh, I mean, have you? I I, I got this quite late. Um, I got this about what three hours ago, um, and I've gone through it a few times. And I haven't had a chance really to dig too deep into it. But do you know what this strikes me as? I mean, uh, apart from looking remarkably like a script for a bad episode of the X Files. <laughs> what do you mean a bad? This is the true deal, well, I mean, dude. Yeah, it's not though, is it? I mean, it's entirely rambling. It's it's what you've got here is is a conspiracy theory mixed in with an alien abduction theory, mixed in with a yeah. bit of paranormal, mixed in with a bit of psychical, at an eschatological esh- level. Um, she stated that in nineteen. Now, I mean, let, let's let's just go to the very first paragraph and spot the problem with this um, story. There's I mean, no this problems. is like this is like one of the many many stories. Yeah, documentation that, right in in the in the article. No, you've got to, you've got you can make that in about five minutes. Um, now, it would appear um, that these that these aliens predicted a huge war and the reason that these guys uh, AWOLed out of Germany and hot-footed it back to the United States is uh-huh. because of the predicted 1990s war between the between Europe and the USA. Yes. So as that didn't happen doesn't that kind of shoot a big hole into the rest of it? No, 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 no. Because what we're dealing with is something that happened 26 years ago. So we can right. actually look back at the predictions and go, do you know what? They're rubbish. That it's rubbish if, if you don't believe them or they don't come true. Well, it's but rubbish because you believe it them, they're real. If you well, believe yeah, okay, them, they're I, real. So I believe a war happened between the United States and the United and Europe in the 1990s. Um, no, but they believe it was going to happen. That is the key. Yeah, and, but I, uh, I can believe that. If you, that read, the book, be if you read the book Unbroken Promises by Vince Davis and uh, Brian Blashard, then you can find a, a lot more detail what's going on. And we, we, there's more to this, too. We're talking about UFO yeah. conspiracy here. Uh, we're talking about. It, there's a, bib, a bit of biblical prophecy mixed up in this as well. As well, as well. Um, you know, we've got a little bit of everything. I mean, this truly is. I mean, there's probably a movie script in here somewhere. Um, my my interest in it uh, is entirely down to the fact that uh, in the mid 1990s, so around the time that that this sort of war was predicted, um, I actually spent uh, the best part of a week in Gulf Breeze. Um, 
In fact, we went out of our way whilst we were in Florida to travel down to Gulf Breeze and Gulf Shores to uh-huh. spend time because of the UFO outbreak. You remember the, the floating lampshades that had been photographed on Polaroid? Um, and the, the, the weird lights in the sky. And people were still at that time, you know, some uh, three or four years after the event, gathering uh, to on, on the beach at Gulf, Gulf Breeze to look across the bay. Um, and, and they were still reporting lights in the sky. And I personally witnessed several very unusual strange lights in the sky but nothing that wasn't explainable by the fact that you had the the navy uh, u.s navy weapons range in pensacola nearby and you know lots of military jets flying about in the sky um you know i i i, I, I you, it was relatively short notice i've gone through this um you know and i there is nothing that hangs it together except the ramblings of, and the, the proof is, there isn't any proof. What you've got is what appears to be Xeroxed top-secret documents, uh, one of which, this must remain top-secret dossier numbers, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you, you, can, make them, you can make them in two minutes. Um, you know, any competent guy with Photoshop could knock them up. Uh, it really doesn't seem to hang together because there's no structure to it. See, I, I don't got, understand you. Instead of, instead, of, instead of going on the on the merits or, and discussing the merits of the case, you talk about things that there's no documentation whatsoever. No, uh, it could be fake. You said could be this. You know, the guy maybe he's crazy. You know, well, the thing is, you're not looking at the the case. I itself. am. I am looking at it, and that's that. It, it, initially is the problem with it because there is nothing there that you can say there is a timeline of events there is a structure to the claims that are being made there isn't a structure to it it's leaping from area to area uh, we've got davis had visions of his soulmate when he was a teenager he saw his soulmate then it leaps forward to um some alien christian connections then there is um the nsa brought into it then aliens then then more biblical stuff and in fact the author himself here even says to cut a longish story short uh there are now buildings at white sands which were not ours they were not human and very old so it's leaping on to every conceivable oh i've just noticed there we've got jesus as well at the bottom um of course it does you know, you've got six people who did this, uh, did desert from the 701st. You, have, well, you not just have six people. You have six highly trained, highly intelligent people. That doesn't mean to military say Military clearance. And, yep. uh, but you know what was interesting about that is what you, your description then is you accurately said you had six people. Um, at that point, if you'd stopped... You've got six human beings. Human beings are frail. They one can infect. That's probably the wrong word, but can influence strongly the others. And it doesn't matter how highly trained you are within the within the military intelligence. You can still be barking mad uh, and be influenced by somebody else who is barking mad because they're your friend, they're your colleague. You've learned to trust them. Um, you, you, there is a tendency to give too much credibility to somebody's 
credentials as a witness simply because of their status. And we've talked about this before. Uh, there are some interesting anomalies. If they're genuine, we'd have to go, you know, but I haven't you know, had a chance to burrow deeply into this one, that you do have um, these guys who've gone AWOL. So that's a certainty. They were prosecuted by the military. Um, that was a certainty. So the records for that will exist. At some point, there was a change in the, the sentencing, which is unusual. But everybody knows that whenever you deal with the NSA, whenever you deal with military secrets, military records, there is a degree of nece necessary secretism. So there may have been some perfectly normal explanation without invoking Ouija boards and Jesus Christ and conspiracy theories um, that would more rationally explain the story. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sound dismissive. Oh, you were? Well, I'm dismissive because what we're, what we're not being presented with or what I'm not seeing here at the initial glance is a coherent, logical, laid-out story. What you have are claims, and claims as a leaping from pillar to post and about the place, making uh, very bizarre claims. They're predicting earthquakes that didn't happen, military conflicts that didn't happen. And we well, can look back just... and we can say... Well, you know, clearly they didn't happen. Uh, she stated in 1998, this would be the date for the false messiah to make his appearance because the year was three times his number of 666. She told yeah. him to leave London, to leave done, Europe, as there was going to be a US-European conflict, which would make it hard for the group to continue their learning and would endanger the role they were to play in the human's evolutionary step. Well, you know, come on, guys. That was 12 years ago, um, eight years ago. Sorry, um, no, 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it didn't happen. So yeah, it, but you, you see, you're, you you're can't, just, you no, can't you're give any credibility. You're absolutely nitpicking. I'm not because the, I'm not nitpicking because they just no, made not, that. All you're doing no. is trying to dismiss the the whole no, story no, rather than look at why it happened, why no. and try to understand why no. it happened rather than just dismiss the it. Why, I totally the why get is they were probably on magic mushrooms. Oh, if you look, but. <laughs> This theory now suggesting that uh, something they were part of a uh, hypnosis experiment and where they were uh, programmed to believe this. So yeah. this is this is. But isn't it just as isn't it just as likely and equally plausible? Why this happened? But What's that? You, know, you say that it was part of a mind control experiment. But isn't it That's equally... one of the theories, but in only theories, we need to do more research. We've got to get this offer on the, on the, on the show and you see have. what he can dig up for us. Because at the moment, equally likely is that the six of them just got bombed off the heads on magic mushrooms and thought the whole thing up in a, you know, in a wacky daydream. Uh -huh. But what we do have are some facts, and we can deal with facts. And the facts No, you are... only are dealing with the facts that you chose to deal with. You don't... No. Deal I'm, with, dealing oh, with the that's... I'm dealing with the facts, that the only facts that we have prevent, presented, because the rest of it is speculation, other than... It's not speculation. Well, the bits of it that are factual are they went absent, they were arrested, they were charged. Yes. yes. Th that's a they fact. They believed. They, yes. Well, no, no, they believed is subjective. They believed is... They, they believed is not subjective. 
It is subjective because it's a human testimony. Therefore, it is entirely subjective. So everything you've just told me is uh, subjective because no, you believe it was true, and I no, might not believe it's that's true. That's objective therefore. because it no, actually no, no, no. That is place. subjective, my friend. You twist your words so sweetly, no, no, but they all come out smelling the same. Subjective is anything that is reliant upon the testimony of a human being. Objective is something that can be proven, measured, and objectified. It, it can be objectified because there will be military court records for the uh, trials, for the, for the uh, absenting themselves without leave. What is entirely subjective is the, well, I did it because. Because they will, like any criminal, you know, why did you do it? Whatever they say is entirely subjective and based upon what they think is, you know, could be their own personal reasons. They did it because they thought it would be for the greater good of humanity. They did it because God told them to they do it. They wanted to be on the radio show. They, they did it because, yeah, they, they were plea bargaining. But what yeah. we do have is another key fact. And the other key fact is they predicted events taking place during the early to middle part of the 1990s, um, the false messiah, the war between Europe and the United States, they did not take place. Therefore, no, we don't. Well, they didn't, did they? I mean, <laughs> you know, hey ho, you're that side, I'm this side, and we didn't have a fight in the 1990s. Um, and the Do false we really messiah. Know that? Do we really know that? Well, Maybe but, we were battling on Iraq and, and Iran, and I mean, that was really our battlefield. You know, so on that basis, it diminishes any credibility that the rest of the account has. Okay. So, you say so, but I, I, I'm going to search in this more, and, and evidently I can't bring it on this show. So I will bring it to Next Generation yeah. Show. I'll get this, the author of this, show, of this book on the show, and uh, that way I can go in deeply with him to try to understand what really uh, occurred, why, what why was the reason behind it. Well, why can't you come on this show? The NSA doesn't forbid it. Well, you do. I don't forbid it at all. Be yeah, nice. To just believe it's a bunch of crock. So I... no, no. I what I've said is, at the moment, it's not holding together. It has all of the. You know, See, that's the, the difference. There are more holes in this story. Yeah, there are holes in it, but there are more holes. There are more holes in story. I want to learn out more about it. See, I don't judge quickly on one article. I I want to learn more. I'm See, not, that's, that's make, the difference I'm between you and I. You you know, you take the old shot across the bow, and there you go. Uh, I'm making a considered judgment based upon the fact that I was dumped with this two and a half hours ago. Um, and I mean, we've got we've got the race of the. It, it, the more you read, the, the I know it's exciting, it isn't it? Did you get the, the two alien alien races? The others? Well, yeah, the I was alliance. just going to say her race, the Kaisians. Yes. With the Alliance. And they were en route to Earth to assist the Alliance. It's, the Alliance. it's Star Trek. It's Star Trek. Uh, it's everything. Star, Star That's Wars, what's so sorry. amazing Star about Wars. this story. Uh, they were en route to assist the Alliance in protecting the human race. Oh, that was nice of them. They were scheduled to arrive by late 1992. However, the bus was delayed. Yeah, they, got... um, they, they only had five spacecraft left carrying 3,000 people. Her husband had been killed, and she had taken his place as commander of... That's just an is, Are we not... Is this not a script for the, like, Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> no, no. 
I'm sorry. I, I've been to golf breeze. And and I, to I want to understand this. I, I totally want to figure out how this could even get printed. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I've got to say, having been to golf breeze and spent some time and, and actually spoken to people who claim to have seen some of the. You've seen the UFOs like, down there? Did you say that we. No, I've spoken to people who claim to have seen the. Uh, I've seen I've seen lights, but uh, I, I, they were easy to explain um, and not dismiss. They, I mean, right? they, they were clearly military, but yeah, orbs, evidently um, there were flares. But yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people at that time in the mid nineties, late nineties at Gulf Breeze who were absolutely convinced and adamant that what they were seeing was alien interventions, even when, on one occasion, uh, we were down at the, down actually on the sands at Gulf Breeze, and an F-16 fighter jet went over with his afterburner on. It was, it was still twilight. It was very, very clearly an F-16 fighter jet. And two of the people that we were stood with, two of the American guys that we were stood with, um, took photographs of the of the aircraft, and they were convinced it was an alien craft. And when we said, "Well, well, no, it's an F sixteen," they said, "Yes, but these craft have the ability to morph and to uh, mask themselves yeah. and appear as." It's kind of so, like, it's kind of how you uh, theorize this article, pretty much. Uh, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here we, ha- I mean, here we have some you know, top secret government. You know, uh, Photoshop pictures masquerading as oh, photos. <laughs> now, now you have absolutely no proof that those were Photoshop, no, and yet you put it out there. You just brought it out. There I said, I said earlier. Now I that's not subjugated. No, I, I said earlier that these. Documents, Unfortunately, we got to go. So I know, I but these put, documents put could be could be made using Photoshop. Oh, I didn't hear what he could. I just said it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost certainly. Anyway, I'll tell you what, though. There's a fantastic bar restaurant at Gulf Breeze. If you're ever down there, it's called Pirate Pete's. So we should do this and uh, investigate it on our own. Yeah, it's a really cool um, bar restaurant. We should take up X-Files X, X cause, you and I. I think we'd be excellent at it. You and oh, a, I are, you gonna, you. are you going to put the ginger wig on? Of course. <laughs> I, you know how I love to dress up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're just about out of time. So uh, do you have any uh, trips to Ireland coming up? Uh, not for a few months. Uh, but I am off to London to talk to the Ghost Club in a couple of weeks' time. So oh, I've been busy writing the presentations. I'm off will there that with Anne. And we could maybe record excerpts of it, but I'm going with Anne Winsper. Uh, we're doing a joint thing ahead of a wow. ghost club visit up to Liverpool, which we're hosting later uh, in the later in the summer. So yeah, I mean, we could try and record some of the the ghost excellent. club film. And, and what colour will Ian's hair be this trip? I'm sorry. Um, I think at the moment it's currently purple. Oh, okay, okay. I was just curious. That's all. Oh, just, just saying. But she's not been. She's not been well this last week. She's had uh, a touch of uh, some sort of nasty stomach bug. So, oh, love, so and, maybe love and blue, light. Blue this yeah. week. Well, healing thoughts to Anne. So yeah, she's over the yeah, winter. We do, we do wish her well. I like. You know, I, I've never really met her, but I, I like her just for some reason. So, <laughs> and you know what a great judge of character I am. You know, you're an excellent judge of character. Yeah, I know, yeah, that's what I figured. So, anything else coming up uh, when you're in Ireland? Um, can you track down this demonologist, the world's youngest demonologist for us? Uh, if you send me a link, I'll track him down and we'll get him on the show. How about that? I've been trying to get him. He, he ignores my uh, my demonic messages because I wouldn't join his band Ouija board group. 
Well, send me the link and I'll have a go. So I, ha- I had a laugh. I was in uh, Wendy's. I was bringing these Ouija boards over to the, the office and uh, and I stopped at the driver to pick up something to eat on the way in. And the woman said, oh, Ouija boards. You saw them? <laughs> you don't use them, do you? Yeah, because they're really bad. There is, I mean, there's a whole load of books out now that tells you how bad they are. Um, exactly. I, 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 yeah, I'm just looking. So at that should way. increase sales of them right there. Maybe you should put mine on eBay as well. That's it. We'll sure. go into the market. In addition to doing X Files stuff, we'll we'll go into the market doing second-hand Ouija boards. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I got about a minute left in the show, and I want if you're looking for a really great weekend, uh, join me for In Search of Spirit on March 18th, the weekend of March 18th with. It's going to be wicked cool. It's going to be uh, ghost hunting, yoga, spiritual development, psychic development, excuse me. Uh, yeah, it's going to be neat. Uh, red light seances and hang out with me at the bar and food and awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Are you going to be I there? You get, you get to hang with me the whole weekend, which is Woo-hoo. the cool thing. Yeah, you, you'd be so sick of me. Uh, yeah, there you go. Just like so that's, uh, check out my website, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, anyghostproject.com. So there you go. Did the, uh, huh, yeah, did you hear the bell? I forgot the bell. Yeah, we've got about six seconds to go, so you better say goodnight and God bless. I hear the tunes, yeah. So yeah, goodnight and God bless. Yeah, it's so, that uh, time again. We've survived another show. And I want to reach out to the uh, the Gulf Three Six. Uh, please contact me. I got to find out more. So until next time, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. Bye, Marla. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.